When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And today we are the Fountain of Truth about being peppy, energetic, being a songster, and really making people happy. Because on my show today, I have a very rare guest. That is Judy Taylor. She's an award-winning singer, a songwriter, a musician, entertainer, and a Wild West performer. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. A Wild West performer. Now, when we say wild oats, we usually maybe want to sow some of the things we didn't do years past. But when she says the wild oats, she means her all-girl performing act. And we're going to talk about this because I specifically and personally asked that Judy be on my show because I saw her perform. It was a fantastic 74-year-old celebration for the birthday of my husband, and I was not expecting to see somebody of Judy Taylor's caliber. And she really took the evening. And I wanted to find out a little bit more. I wanted to dig a little deeper about how somebody can have that kind of verve and pep and energy and her backstory, her background. She's just such a fascinating person. So, Judy, thank you so much for being with us today. Adrienne, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a conversation. But before we do that, let's set the stage a little bit, so to speak. little pun there. Um, You do a lot of stage work. And you do it in a, in a kind of an old-fashioned way. You do a, do a beautiful swing and, uh, and jazz singing. But you also do very traditional Western singing. You have costumes that are Western, uh, bull whips. We saw how you use a whip, spin a rope, uh, spin a gun. Uh, how did you, Let's go a little bit backwards. Where did this all start? I know you're a cowgirl in the real sense. You've got a ranch. But where did the performing start? When I was a very young girl, I uh, was exposed to a cowboy, world-famous rodeo cowboy named Casey Tibbs. My stepfather was uh, a painting contractor in a development east of San Diego. And they brought on these celebrities to kind of encourage people to come out and want to buy ranches out in this beautiful area. And I was herding cattle on his ranch, and he would bring in big stars like Slim Pickens, the Sons of the Pioneer, and a lot of Hollywood stunt actors and trick ropers and people that uh, were on TV quite a bit. And uh, I was watching that as a very young girl, and I thought, I could do that. I could ride a horse. I could spin a gun. I can can do that. I had no idea that it was pretty much uh, a male-dominated type of role, but uh, that didn't bother me. I just picked it up and learned it and It wasn't until later on in my career that I decided to add it to my act. And when I did, I felt the need to keep this Wild West show going because it was a dying art. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that fascinates me is that you put together a group, the Wild Oats. So sometimes you are by yourself a single performer. We'll talk a little bit about that and the wagon train um, uh, experience that you're part of. But how do you put together a group? You know, one of the things that happens, I think, in uh, in vocals, whether you're a hard rock band, uh, whether you're a rap group, is that you don't stay together. Everybody has their own gigs. They go back and forth. So are you consistently putting new performers in the Wild Oats, or is it a, a tight-knit group that stays together forever? 
You know, it's kind of a, a major core of just the four of us, and then we'll plug in in other areas if we need a bigger band. Typically, uh, I mostly work as a solo, but typically it's the a trio, kind of like, um, you know, a Western swing trio with lots of harmony without the drummer, just for show's sake and stage performances. But uh, we are still the same group. We've been together for over 30 years. Wow, wow. So I'm going to ask you a peculiar question. I know that you have two types of costumes. One is the traditional vintage uh, girl, cowgirl, you know, with the plaid shirts and, and, and the, the spurs and all that. And the other is the glitz, uh, called the Dolly Parton look, okay? <laughs> Who wants what? This is a real business question. Do people ask you, oh, I want the glitz type or I want the vintage type, or do you decide that before a show? I pretty much have my look, and very rarely do I ask, I get asked for glitz. That kind of look just isn't uh, what people. Not, not trending, huh? It's not, not trending anymore. No, huh? no, man. Don't tell Dolly, though. She's, she's, <laughs> doing, she's doing all right. Okay, that's interesting to know. All right, now I got to ask you something. Uh, I didn't say I was going to ask you. What happened during COVID? I mean, could you work? What did you do? Did you do anything online, or did you? I mean, you've got a ranch, so you had plenty to do. Did you just tend to your your own animals? And I know you grow your own food. What happened during COVID? Uh, You know, just what happened to all of us performers. I had a, a very very busy year booked. And it just got wiped off the calendars. And I took that moment and thought, well, you know, I'm going to write some more music. And I, I just kind of retreated to my office and, and filled my soul with uh, writing and um, gardening. And, uh, you know, we just we survive. And, and I sure did a lot more horse riding and got to uh, enjoy that part of my life again. Well, that was one of the blessings that you had, that you have an outdoor life to begin with. It wasn't fettered to an office where you really were out of place. So that, and, but of course, there's nothing like live performing for somebody like you. So it must have been, must have been difficult. I saw how happy you were when you were actually performing. And which reminds me, let's hear something. Uh, when we co- yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have you play a little bit. But when we come back, I'm gonna take you out to the end of this segment. We will talk about the health things that you do, the vegetarianism, the growing, growing your own food, uh, the relaxation, and of course, music itself makes people younger and happier, uh, whether they sing it or they hear it. So make us younger and happier. <laughs> sing a song. Wanna ride on the plains in the desert Out west of the great divide I wanna hear those coyotes howling As the sun sets in the west I wanna be a cowboy sweetheart I love the best Adiole, oh adiole,
what you all missed was me bopping to this music going nuts. I absolutely love it. And the fact is that there is a lot of energy that this takes. Remember, you have somebody standing up there, sometimes in front of a, a, a thousand people, sometimes in front of five or six people. And in every single case, Judy Taylor has to keep her energy up, do her best, and do a very complicated show, which does include her singing, dancing, uh, roping, and so on. And uh, also gun tricks, tricks, which I, you know, you look at, you say, I could do that. Then you pick up the gun and you fall down. But, but when we come back, I do want to talk about how you keep up that energy. Now, you mentioned that the Wild Oats uh, together, just that group has been over 30 years working together. So you've been doing this for a very, very long time. And I, I have to ask you when I come back in a moment, does it ever get old? And I don't mean that as the pun. In other words, you ever say, you know what? Not another one of these things. If I see one more kid trying to, you know, play the guitar in front of me, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Or is it always fresh and new? And if oh. so, how do you keep it fresh and new? So when we come back, we'll discuss that. And I think I know the answer, but we, we all want to be inspired by hearing it. And for everybody else, please remember that there's a lot of information that we give you free of charge through the Catalis Institute for the Delay and Prevention of Age-Related Diseases. It is a nonprofit organization, and it is dedicated to the mission of healthy longevity for all. You want to know more about it? Go to Catalis, K-I-T-A-L-Y-S dot org. We'll be right back. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold. Well, we're doing what I would call a transitional holiday show. What I do like to do at the end of the year is bring on folks that uplift you. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up. We'd like to have something to thank, to be thankful for. We have many, many things, but one of them is Julie Taylor. Judy Taylor, uh, if you didn't hear the first segment of our show, is an award-winning singer, a songwriter, musician, entertainer, and Wild West performer, a very unique individual. Uh, She is a solo performer, but she also has a group, the Wild Oats. They've been around for about 30 years or more together. It's really something wonderful, the way she brings families together. So, uh, of course, sadly for people in the East Coast that are listening or London that are listening, you're on the West Coast, but... Who knows? We are all travelers and may very well get a chance to work with you. Uh, Also, you are a traveler and you certainly go for performances that are appropriate for you to all different parts of the world. So how can we find you if we're interested in, I'll say it right out, if we're interested in booking you or knowing more about your work or the Wild Oats work? Uh, I'm at judytaylormusic.com and uh, if you can't find me, with JudyTaylorMusic.com, you could look for local San Diego Wild West performers or cowgirl shows. And, uh, you know, you typically can find me. I'm right up there on the list. Well, that's wonderful. And let me tell you, we're talking about what she does for her own personal health. So why am I asking uh, Judy Taylor this question? Well, listen to this. You know, uh, trick ropes is very hard to do. It's heavy on the arms. 
Uh, you have to be in a mental state that's really focused. There are many, th- I certainly can't do it. I've tried a hundred times. I'll tell you a little bit later about my very sad dude ranch experience. But anyway, one of the things that Judy has done is go the whole distance of the famous Rose Parade doing rope tricks. Now, most people cannot walk the whole distance of the Rose Parade. But this is a very, very difficult thing to do. So we're talking about somebody who's basically in very good shape. And because I saw her and I saw her work, I know she's in very good shape. Now, let's start with this. There are certain things you do that many people don't. One is that you are a vegetarian and you grow your own fresh foods. Tell us a little bit about that part of your life. I have been a vegetarian for 43 years. My mother, who raised eight kids. That was um, before it was cool, Judy. 43 (laughs) years ago. Now it's cool. Everybody's a vegetarian, but then nobody was a vegetarian. No, that's absolutely correct. But my mother has raised eight kids, and uh, she had never eaten meat in her life. And my mother will be 90 this month, next week. And she just got married to a man 10 years younger. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) go mom. And, you know, she's just absolutely exquisite, beautiful, and vibrant. I did not do this because it was a trendy thing. I must have inherited her digestive system where I got sick when I ate red meat. And I just decided as a, at a young age, as a kid, that if I don't eat this, I don't feel sick. So I just did what my body told me to. I listened. And then I got very interested in nutrition. And I have studied health and nutrition for over 40 years. So, you know, I, I do have to bring something in here that's, that we're learning. Uh, you don't know this, Judy, but the Catalyst Institute, that's where I'm the executive director, is re- very dedicated to geroscience, geroprotection, it's called, where you protect yourself from the ravages of aging and you do certain things. And most of these uh, people, it's a professional organization, mostly of, of the leading geroscientists. They will tell you that health, vigor, and longevity is 90% exercise and food. The rest of it is the pills and the nutraceuticals and everything we may want to take. Now, meat is very interesting. Uh, Under eating or calorie restriction is a big deal for feeling better, actually. And that's what vegetarianism does help. But it's not so much the meat itself. It's what's in it, the fats, the portions. Uh, I myself don't eat meat either because it's easier. Uh, so there are many, many ways to be healthy, but one of the easiest, frankly, is vegetarianism. It used to be very hard, but for you, it's easy. So let's go back to the reason it's easy is that you grow your own food. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh my goodness. My garden is my baby. Uh, I have, oh, probably, uh, eighth of an acre. It's, it's a, it's a large garden and a fruit orchard and, uh, I nurture that to death and I grow my own sprouts I uh, come up with all kinds of recipes. I teach people. I have classes at my ranch to teach people. I cook in a sun oven. And uh, like you, I also will eat fish. And I'm very particular about the fish I eat. And I totally agree with you, um, you know, minimizing the type of food and toxins and poisons you get exposed to and also intermittent fasting. So I'm quite aware how important that is. So let's just say a word about that. I'll just do a soapbox. I am an intermittent faster too, and a lot of people don't know about it or how easy it is. So I will just say this. I was never a person with uh, without a weight problem. I don't think I thought I, I ever put a fork into my mouth that I didn't think about my weight for decades, for all of my life. 
And recently, I have found it very easy to lose weight and maintain weight by very simple intermittent fasting. And if you want to know more about that, you can take a look at one of my great friends. He's a great geroscientist, Nir Barzillai, who is the head of aging research over at um, Albert Einstein School of Medicine in New York. And he just wrote recently a book called Age Later, Age Later. And just go to Amazon and take a look at it, and you'll see a great deal about this intermittent fasting. I've also written an article about it, and I will post that on adrianberg.com, A-D-R-I-A-N-A-B-E-R-G.com. So sorry, Judy, for, for interrupting you, but I do want my listeners to get as much information about their own health as possible. So let's go back to the ranch. You did mention uh, that you rode during the COVID period uh, and that you, as a kid, we're doing cattle drives or taking care of cattle. I have to tell you that looking at the face of a, of cattle, whether it's a cow or bull scares me to death. What is your relationship with animals? I mean, are you one of these whisperers or what, what is it? Do you see a master slave relationship? I mean, I hear all kinds of different things that people have relationships with animals and how important it is to their life. But, in, in your case, we're talking about very big animals, and I don't know whether they be, enter your heart or you see them objectively. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I have a master's degree in horse care and management, and I trained horses for a living, and everybody does pretty much call me the horse whisperer. I, I really can uh, work with horses, have a great connection. We rescue two donkeys, and uh, I have a, almost a 30-year-old peacock, that I didn't even know they lived that long. And all my animals live to really, really old ages because I just uh, kind of tune into them and I give them a very pure diet. I make all their food. Well, my, my dogs, I make their food. And yes, uh, that that's my biggest passion is animals. And uh, I do love my animals. Well, I'll do a Woody Allen and that is horses and I are two. I have to tell you that I cannot, um, I, I, I always want to ride. I get on a horse. The horse runs away. Uh, Once I heard somebody say, what did that woman do to that horse? Nothing. I just got on the horse. That's all I did. I've been to Montana on a cattle drive. My horse wouldn't move. (laughs) Everybody else was doing great. They were all tender feet. They were all, you know, uh, it was a dude ranch. Nobody knew what they were doing. And they all did it. But not me. This horse just stood still and said, take this woman to Brooklyn. She just does not belong here. But I, so I so admire what you're able to do now, but, and there's a fascination. Um, when we come back, I do want to talk about your audience because what I saw, I would say is a little, it was legendary. I saw people who were, you know, ah, let's see what she can do kind of attitude, right? Yet another, uh, Western performer. And then all of a sudden the magic happened. So I really do want to talk about uh, your your wonderful interaction with the audience and and how much of the energy that you bring from your vegetarianism, your love of animals, your outdoor experiences translate at that moment when the lights go on. Don't you guys go anywhere. All of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. For my age, da 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 da, da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit, cause I am happy and I freely admit. 
And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. Now, today we have the Fountain of Truth about health, happiness, peppiness. Uh, we do know that music itself, by the way, music and art are a longevity factor. We have seen things that are actually miraculous. I don't want to make you feel sad, but I have seen a, um, a person who really had dementia, but he was a conductor. And when that music started, he conducted and he started something. He started a conductor size, which is exercise for people with dementia all over the world. He's very renowned. And um, he teaches them to conduct. And when they hear music that they are familiar with, boy, oh boy, they light up and they begin to conduct. So music is very deep, very deep in our souls, very deep in our consciousness. And Judy uh, Taylor, who who is a songstress, She's a songwriter. I'll ask her about that in a moment. She's a performer, and she brings that kind of energy into a room of people who do not have deficits, but maybe at the moment they have something on their mind. Maybe they're there to be entertained, and they have that show-me attitude. You know, I'll tell you if you're any good kind of attitude. Uh, Or they're having a celebration or a party, and they want it to be the best, and they're nervous. And here comes Judy. And maybe in her life at that moment, things aren't perfect. And she has to turn on this sunshine. So, Judy Taylor, what is that feeling that you get when all of a sudden you're on stage? You go from nothing, everybody's dark, they're munching their food, and boy, oh boy, you're on. Does something happen to you? Uh, and how do you generate a new performance every single time? That's my, my sense of what you do. When you ask performers that are also artists that write and all that type of thing, If you ask them where that comes from, we will all honestly tell you that we channel that and we step out of our little egotistic self and we let the energy flow. And that's pretty much how I do that. And I think that uh, moving energy and pulling other people's energy out and we put it all in the pot, we're just going to have a great stew. You know, that does exist. There is no doubt in my mind that creativity gets channeled. You, you can ask a fine artist that question or a sculptor, and they'll tell you the same thing. Uh, I call it being in the zone. And I'll tell you one funny little story, but to show you how uh, how prevalent this is. So I'm a writer of, of, of nonfiction. In other words, it's kind of boring stuff, legal stuff and financial stuff and health stuff. So I was on an airplane, and I started to read a, a nonfiction article And I said, this person writes just like me. What did they do? They took my ideas. So I looked to see who it was. And it was me. (laughs) It was my article. And, you know, I was in such a zone when I wrote it. I even forgot I wrote it. I, I was reading, and this happens a lot. And I do think that there's this channeling of energy of any level of creativity. So you guys get out there and take a paintbrush or guitar or the written word, get your computer, and just write a poem. You will, you will get into that zone, and a lot of your body will feel better. I know. I'm not a woo-woo person. You know me already for years, guys. And I believe that this is exactly what happens. Now, but we still have to ask, how do you turn yourself on when things have been miserable that day? Because you have to. You're being paid. You're in front of an audience. They expect things of you. Do you have any tricks, or does it just happen? 
Well, there's a magical thing called smiling. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as you smile and you look into somebody's eyes and you connect that energy together and they smile back, you really will forget that miserable time. And actually, I don't have many of those, but uh, we just uh, we feed off each other. And uh, that's that's pretty much the secret to any success. Well, I think that is true. Uh, you 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 often have children in your audience, and um, and they they're so full of joy. And I saw my own little granddaughter just uh, dancing, and you you incorporated her into the act, and the result was other people who total strangers get turned on to this. So that's that's really unique talent, and that's very wonderful. So before we hear another song, tell us again how to find you, and of course, uh, not only. Uh, Judy Taylor is a, a single performer. She also has a girl band, the Wild Oats, and she performs in many ways. Uh, I was fascinated because of the venue of her Western performance, but she's also jazz and swing. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the wagon tours that you're involved in and how we can find you and those wagon tours. We are at Covered Wagons uh, Tour. I didn't say that very well, uh, coveredwagontours.com and Palm Desert. And I perform there quite a bit. I'm really, this is a, a new venue for these folks. And it is right up my alley for being able to do the type of shows to help educate the guests, the culture of California, Sonoran Desert, have a unique experience on a, on a ranch like that in the live authentic Western entertainment performances and dancing and all those beautiful things. And a covered wagon mule uh, team that will take you out to the oasis. I am all about that. So I really have kind of branded myself on their, uh, their little events and uh, would like to keep that going because it's such a perfect venue for me. And uh, again, that's covered wagons tour, covered wagon tour. I'm sorry. I can't, uh, can't get that all out. And also Judy Taylor Music, if you would like to know where I am performing as a solo or with my alcohol band. Okay, so Judy Taylor Music and Covered Wagons Tours. Now, I did that. The reason I, I know Judy to begin with was I wanted to create something really beautiful for my husband's birthday, and he turned 74. And uh, I wanted to have my little almost four-year-old granddaughter there, and it's not easy to do an evening event that's going to entertain a whole family of different ages from 4 to 74. So I saw this wagon train, and one of the things I do have to say is that Palm Springs is a tourist town. A lot of tourists here. And they very quickly need to see all that there is to offer. And one of them is the beauty of the desert, the beauty of the oasis. And if you're not a hiker, if you're not a walker, or you just have a short period of time, how do you do that? Well, this is a great way, the covered wagon tours, because, you know, you can take a, a, a Jeep. I've done that, too. It's very nice, but it's not as extraordinary. Uh, and, of course, you'll get Judy Taylor more than uh, more than not ask. Is Judy going to be performing that day if you do book one of those tours? Now, uh, let's hear. You are, a, you are a songwriter, and when we come back, I do want to hear about the process of songwriting. But right now, I just want to hear a song. Give us a song, Judy. This is an original song that I wrote when I was a little girl about uh, working on those cattle ranches and ditching schools. So my sister and I, (laughs) very nice, we would do this. (laughs) Me and a dog and my sister Dorse were on our way to school. It was 
a typical day and every way but the sun was shining and the sky was too it was one of those times since i was older i would decide till school was over we'd throw our books in the neighbor's yard we were running and a laughing didn't we grab the dog she was a cop i was a spy the dog was a bandit with a patch on his eye we rode the four corners because we were crime fighters wranglers and rustlers and motorbike riders oh what a day a plentiful job for two little girls and a runaway dog Fantastic. Now you can see, you can always smell the, the, the desert, the, the, the way that you can live in the West and having such a great time. But what you really want to do is have one of these barbecues at night uh, with the fire going and the s'mores going and the lights up without very much light pollution out in the mountains and hear Judy sing. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful family event. We come back, we're just going to get a little bit more serious. And we're going to talk about the, the process of songwriting, how that happens, and the fact that, you know, the elephant in the room is that Judy is female in a male-dominated sector of entertainment. We'll be right back. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. Now, a little bit of housekeeping here. I've been having such a good time with Judy Taylor, my guest, that I didn't do our housekeeping, so I'm going to do it now. We just finished a four-day, 70-speaker event. Yes, virtual. We had over a 1,000 people attending this, and this was all on healthy longevity. And we just, we just edited and put up all of the recordings. It's not just audio, it's video. The greatest geroscientists in the world, policymakers, people from the FDA, academics. We had a wonderful session with Ken Dykewald, America's leading gerontologist, myself, uh, near Brazili, who I mentioned earlier from Albert Einstein, and Matt Camberlin, who you may know because he has the largest dog project, dog aging project in the world, 100,000 pets. Uh, which he's looking at to see how he can extend their life. Part of it, by the way, is calorie restriction that we talked about before. Uh, So it it was fascinating. And I got into the act by talking about the future of aging. And I'll summarize it in one sentence. We should all live as though we're going to live to 130. Why? Because then we wouldn't say, I have no time to write the book. I have no time to go back to school. I have no time to travel. Well, you pretend you'll live to 130 You'll have the time and you'll do it. So go to our YouTube channel. That is YouTube of Catalys, K-I-T-A-L-Y-S. And you will, uh, you'll see. You'll see exactly what's going on free of charge. Or take a look at Catalys, K-I-T-A-L-Y-S dot org. And you'll also be informed of events coming up. We have seven webcasts planned. Now let's go, go to our guest, um, 
Judy Taylor. So we got a little bit serious at the end of your wonderful song, which was not at all a serious song. And that is you write songs. When did that begin? And tell us a little bit about your process. I started writing songs when I was about 15 years old. And it just comes to you. You just, you know, start thinking and you pick up a guitar and and all of a sudden words just, you know, spew out of your mouth and you write it down. And for me, writing a song, both of it comes at the same time, the lyrics and the music. And that really helps to just tell me that that was a gift and uh, and go forward with it. But there's another part of it, which is that you play instruments. You know, I'm getting really upset with myself with this show because I can't ride a horse. I can't garden. Everything, you know, says, no, I'm going to – all my vegetables commit suicide. They take <laughs> one look at me and they say, forget it. And I can't play any instrument. And I, my, my parents tried. They really tried. But forget it. And I can't sing. So every all my cans, you you are the can. What about that? Did your mom play or is it in the family? You had eight siblings. Do they all play music? Is it one of those really annoying families where everybody has talent? Not at all. Nobody, okay. plays, nobody plays music. Okay. So how did, how, how did you get started? I didn't pick it. It picked me. And okay. I, just, I just knew as a young girl that uh, I was very, very shy and I couldn't talk to people. And I bought my own guitar and I learned how to play. And I went to the, well, we called them the old folks home back then. And they were such an appreciative audience and supporting. And uh, they just kept encouraging me. And I thought, this is wonderful. I'm going to do this. And it, it just shot out from there. And, and I've been doing it since I was, professionally, since I was 16 years old. Well, congratulations that you were able to do that. And it, and it just uh, it just happened. You had the ear. Is that is that the magic they were talking Or lessons? Did you ever have to take any lessons? I can't read a note. I am so hot. Nobody likes you, Judy. I know that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted, I felt I had to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and, and all the girls in my band are, are, you know, teachers and music masters, and, and they've got all the degrees, and, and I'm the leader of the band, and I pay them. So. <laughs> well, I there you go. There you go. Okay. Now we do. We also talked about the fact that even you, um, when you said that you got hooked on this at age six or seven, because a great stars in country music was brought to help basically sell land out west. This is not unusual. You mentioned names, and I'm going to tell you, Judy. I listened carefully, and every name you mentioned was male. Every one. Yes. So you are in, and and that's and that's you. So you are in a really male-dominated thing. I mean, you know, Hank Williams, yes, we have. We have certain great country stars, but they're not quite the country western that we're talking about here. And certainly not when it comes to riding and roping and and the, the performance side of it, not the music side of it. Do you get pushback? I mean, do you have to fight a little harder and be a little better, which is usually the case in male-dominated arenas, or is it all open up and changed now? I mean, you've okay. been looking at this scene for 30 years, so you must know what's going oh, on. Absolutely. You know what? I felt I had the highest advantage because I was a female. And sure. since my mother raised eight kids by herself, we come from a woman that uh, said, you got the world by, by you know, the handle and can do anything you want. So as far as I was concerned, I had it over these guys. And I'll tell you this today, I still have a higher and better advantage 
than a male trick roper because I am female. Fascinating. But, you know, you said the magic word and that was mother. Uh, so my, I also was raised by a single mom because my dad died when he was young. And as I usually say, before it was cool, I had a single mom. And I um, recently interviewed a, a fellow, very, very famous, Dr. Fernando Torres. He's one of the great um, gerontologists in this country. He uh, served under Clinton and Obama and so on in the cabinet. And he was also raised, he had nine siblings, and he was raised by a single mom uh, in California, by the way, in Salinas, California, picking fruit. They were day pickers. And every single child went to college, and of course, he excelled. This business of having one strong person in your life, I hate to say it because it comes with pain, is actually unbeatable for success. And I have a feeling that that's one of the things that also made you a success. It's always the mother and sometimes the father, uh, but it's always somebody with the incredible pep and verb and belief in you that makes the difference. So I'll ask you here now, what are you doing next? COVID's over. You're obviously working a lot. Uh, you got your schedule again. Is there anything new? Are you writing, uh, thinking about new uh, performances? What's the next steps now? Because you're certainly not retiring. Well, I think you were an inspiration for me, actually. I think I want to start my own podcast. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yes, indeed. I've got an awful lot of things I want to share with people of my knowledge and experience. And uh, I would like to uh, continue educating people and keeping the traditional Wild West arts alive, showing people. I, I, on my ranch, I'd like to have my clinics back here where I teach young kids uh, to have a day at the ranch and experience this type of life that I have. And uh, I'm moving forward. As my mother said, and I will quote her, I want to live to be 110 and be shot by a jealous wife. Ha! I love that one. <laughs> nice. That's a, but you know what you can tell her? You can tell us she should ratchet that up to 130. I think I uh, I will after hearing your uh, yeah. quote today. No joke, uh, because our Jeros tell us that really, from a human evolutionary point of view, our lifespan is about 120. So we're leaving a good you know, 30, 40 years on the table, and we don't want to do that. So they, maybe not 130 is stretching it. I like 130. It sounds nice. But the fact is 115, 120 is not impossible. And that's serious. That's serious. That's not science fiction. So we thank you so much because you bring so much joy to everybody that comes and sees your performance. And you'll do the same if you podcast. It's going to be such a hoot to learn from you. Maybe I'll even learn a little bit about cooking and gardening and all the things <laughs> that I'm so lame with. But thank you so much, Judy. And for everybody else there, it's Thanksgiving season. Be grateful and get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm inappropriate.